0: Thanks for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more programmes, visit BrumRadio.com.
1: Imagine yourself as one of the crew of this faster-than-light spaceship of the future, sharing their curiosity to know the unknown, their tension, their readiness for inconceivable adventures,
0: Baffling questions, astounding questions, that not even the world's greatest scientific minds can answer. Computers now have primary control of critical vehicle functions. And we have made it...
2: You are listening to Geeky Brummy. Hello and welcome to the Geeky Brummy Podcast. Hello, Keith Bloomfield, who's going in a cup with Ryan written on it.
0: (laughs) I've only just noticed that, yeah. Thank you, Ryan, for the coffee. It's lovely. Mm. Tasty.
2: Hello, Guy Halford with a cup with nothing written on it.
0: Yeah, that's cuz
3: they they know who i am that's why they just know. I walk in there like you're going like yeah i'm going
2: no yeah. you don't you don't even deserve the pen that's what it is I don't
3: want you're them to beneath know. I don't the pen want them to know my name they don't need to know
0: my personal information it's cuz they just couldn't be couldn't they weren't prepared to write what you said to them
2: <laughs> no it's cuz it said guy and they just thought it, it meant just general as an i am a guy <laughs>
3: He just, just wrote Johnson I mean, you
1: couldn't tell from the hair, so he had to, like, say that he's a guy. because <laughs> to be honest with you, your new haircut, you look
3: like you're a bolden. What do,
2: <laughs> what do you mean, Tintin sat next to you over here? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Callan.
3: <laughs> Hello, Ryan. <laughs> Hello, Kyle.
2: <laughs> and it's me, myself. And, and I. I. The yeah. host, of Geeky <laughs> Rory, Mr. Ryan Parrish. We're going to...
3: Callan has a really plain t-shirt on today.
2: It's not even got a Donnie logo. Know, yeah.
3: Come on, Callan, get a logo. It's, it's not plain because it's like a sand, brownie, grey. Uh, it like a sandy it brown. looks like
2: it's not had baz in a long it looks, time. It,
3: looks like a, it, it is looks, meant to be this colour. It looks like a Primark pajama top.
2: Shall, shall, we also, shall we have another round of fashion, Remy? Keith, what are you wearing today? Who are you wearing it's today? Not.
3: Whatever Keith wears, I'm wearing good.
0: a navy blue short sleeved Dickie's Work shirt with a white t shirt underneath.
2: V neck.
3: Very nice. It yeah. looks sensational. Guy,
2: explain what you're wearing. Uh, it's a the charity shop's <laughs> finest. Uh, <laughs>
0: Should I describe it? He has, he has a, uh, a mauve, um, mauve shirt magenta. with swifts on mm. for the spring, uh, with lots Bit of, of uh, wonderful kind of uh, vegetation also on it. Is that cherry um, blossom? Yeah, it's very nice. He's got uh, pink checkered vans and uh, undeterminate trousers.
1: Controversially, I actually like that top.
0: Even though I roast, him,
1: even though I like to roast him for his style, I actually like
0: that shirt. I'll have you oh, know, most... Guy
2: fi- shops at the finest fashion places in the world, British Heart Foundation. <laughs> there's, there's a bit of me that's looking at Guy, thinking
0: it's a young Bill Bailey.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's Bill Bailey when he had hurt. No,
3: I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not taking advice of the guy who's wearing literally the top his mom and dad bought him for Christmas fifteen years ago.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm. I think I look good today. I've got just some I basic I
2: look good I've got oh, some basic gonna converse gonna to you on today then, Callan, I've got though. some <laughs> nice
1: slim fitted Gap yeah.
2: black all black you, jeans you on you said the word that describes your outfit perfectly there Callan basic <laughs> 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 okay
1: it's a little bit basic <laughs> quite what? sad Phil Ellis isn't here though this week because it's a Burton top and I know how he loves Burton
3: <laughs> mate Burton uh, what were you thinking <laughs> i you. come back to you But I need to point out this Because Cullen was holding his I'm not going to say where I saw this person But I saw someone smart attire Work trousers mm. Wearing white socks and
2: Dr. No, 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 no. There Dr. is a tr- shoes. Yeah. Okay. There is a trend in our office now for people to wear shirt um suits and shoes, no socks. No This, this no. needs to be stopped. No. This is not now. Miami
0: Vice. No. This needs to be stopped <laughs> no. now.
2: If you are wearing shoes without <laughs> socks, go away. Get out of my life, go to the shop, buy some socks. And then you can return. If
1: you're doing that, you you deserve a blister. If, if if it was America and it was like you say, Miami Vice, nice and warm, yeah, no socks.
2: But we live in Britain. Three hundred of the days of the year, it's raining. The rest of the time, it's either snowing or drizzling. There is no in between weather in Britain. Like socks <laughs> are mandatory.
3: Oh, what are you wearing? Then parish.
2: I am wearing. Let me sit there. I am wearing. One of QWERTY's finest t-shirts. So QWERTY is a company that does like one-off t-shirts that they put <coughs> sponsorship, online. Sponsorship. Yep, they put online for one day, and you have to buy them then and there, or you miss out. Very much like FOMA. <laughs> more but, like the
3: Mapland sale. <laughs> but it is a
2: Ukyo E-inspired version of Darth Vader in full Japanese samurai gear.
0: Nice, it's very nice. Mm-hmm. It's he very sort nice. of looks like Twin.
2: Shredder from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Get out. <laughs> and twinned with some Gap jeans and Converse.
3: Now you know what we're wearing today <laughs>
0: on the show. See, I forgot to mention that I'd got five o ones on. Oh, nice! No.
3: Oh, well,
2: I was going to wear my. Oh, I going to wear my 514s, which you can never find anywhere else. But in the which ones are the five one fours? There's straight chinoy. Oh, uh, okay. The really nice ones that I can never find anywhere, and they're really expensive.
0: Yeah. I buy my jeans from uh, Birmingham Rag Market. Uh, Fifteen to twenty pounds, depending on what you want. Vintage. Birmingham oh, rag
1: market's amazing.
2: So are they Levi Roots five oh ones? Not real Levi's. <laughs> <laughs> they're,
1: they're genuine Levi's. They're, they're probably... Reggae Reggae Levi's.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's Papa. the
1: collaboration we need. We need like Levi jeans with like Reggae Reggae patterns on. <laughs> that would be a really I, good. I was thinking no, they Levi, really, Ro- saying you should yeah. have jeans that have got a like, hot sauce rubbed on no, the but inside like, of them, like. You know that thing of like having like fake mud or like having ripped jeans, just have like fake
2: fake mud.
0: Yeah, I
1: know what he's on about. Yeah, what? have like fake. You, you can r- have
2: like fake paint splatters and everything, ah, and distress je- So it distress looks like
1: so it looks like you're actually hard-working. I do have a
0: pair of of Wrangler work jeans that I wear for DIY around the house that have got lots of kind of like brasso rubbing stains and paint you, and you, stuff you, you on them. You need to stop and get right. too excited. Because that's <laughs> you
3: do DIY. Oh, right. What a man! To finish
2: off the <laughs> jeans thing, I spied something in the gap. Because Gap's got so long Sorry, <laughs> let's, let's hear
3: that <laughs> sentence again. I spied something in the Gap. That is the name of the shop. The <laughs>
2: own shop is called The Gap. It's not Gap, it's The Gap is the original name of the shop. Have you
3: spied something in the
2: Gap? They have a jean customization table now. With patches, studs, and a sewing machine. So oh, you can go and what? customise your Wait, own jeans d- at the Gap shop. Question. With free patches. Do you
1: have to sew it Question. yourself? Or can you get someone to sew it for you?
2: Well, there was no... After Keith finishes destroying the studio, there is no person behind the stand, but it looks
0: like there should be somebody there doing the sewing because of the way they've set it up. Because sewing sewing or making clothes is one of the most difficult things I've ever encountered in my entire life. Over the past few weeks, I've had to do some... Well, that's why you get an expert F- like fabric. Jennifer Taylor, tailoring. You need, you hard. need "Girl with a Sewing
3: Machine" by Jennifer Taylor. That's right, "Girl with a Sewing Machine" by Jennifer Taylor. Available in all, all good, good bookshops books. and on Amazon. Leave I'm <laughs> I, I, luckily
0: enough to have a lady with a sewing machine live with me, so it's all very good. But oh my god, I have never been so stressed, and I have not sworn as much in an hour as I did when I. I had love to do how this.
1: everyone shamed me last week for having my girlfriend drive me, but as soon as he mentions having his girl having. A lady sewing for him That's perfectly yeah, fine This was shared
0: uh, skills That I, I help her with some stuff She helps me I, it's a Collaborative she process I was trying to teach him how to sew And then he just got yeah. too angry I, know, well, I was trying, trying to do it right. myself beforehand And I was like I really need help with this Can yes. you show me Because I was useless at it
3: Please do buy Jenny's book It's a good book And you? she's writing a sequel as well So she keep
2: is. an eye out for that soon Is that girl with two sewing machines <laughs> Girl awesome. with a slightly bigger sewing machine With more needles
4: <laughs> know,
2: Girl with 101 sewing machines Weird news. Right, I've picked four of the finest weird news stories of the week for us. That's one of the weirdest is Four of the finest. Let's <laughs> see if that pans out. First one from CBC News, cbc.ca. Puffin beaks are fluorescent and we had no idea.
1: Well, I feel like someone would notice that by now. It's a bit weird.
2: From thestar.com, in Canada also. UK, man- the Daily Star. UK man's amputated toes to be given new life in Dawson City's famous sour toe cocktail.
3: Uh, grim. Don't think I've managed the process
2: that. <laughs> from UpperMichiganSource.com dot <laughs> com, zoo offering visitors bucket of Detroit zupu. <laughs> and from WarpZoned.com dot Fu: our Legend Reborn will be released on June the fifth.
1: Why is that weird? What
2: what, what? what? One of the worst games of all time getting a remake and a re-release is weird. Ah. Uh. And that it's got Shaquille O'Neal as the main character.
3: There is a lot of information <laughs> on my head.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm interested to hear, because there's a video with that, and I'm not familiar with Shaq Fu. So I'm quite interested to see that. Oh, no, I don't know
3: oh who I'm who that
0: Shaq. Oh, I play Shaq Fu. I'm Shaq.
1: <laughs> and I definitely want to hear about the zoo. Right.
2: Shall we fill these two gentlemen in on Shaq Fu, Keith? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you can fill, fill anybody in. Right? I need to, Shaq to sit Fu down, down my learn.
3: back is hurting. Sorry, I'm going to have to shout. <laughs> Granddad. Creep guy, he
2: yes. So back in the mid '90s, when Shaquille O'Neal was at the height of his fame, there was a game released called Shakfu. not Electric Boogaloo. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so
2: Shaquille O'Neal, if you don't know, he was a big NBA player. He's a big gentleman in person as well. He's a huge, huge man. Yes. If you if you ever watched MTV Cribs, I think he had like the biggest bed in the world at the time.
3: He's in Grown Ups too.
2: Yes basically, Shaq Fu was a chikiloneo slash kung fu mashup game where it was like pretty much like Double Dragon or something like that if you've ever played those kind of games, and it was awful, 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 awful. It's one of the worst rated games of all time.
1: So was it like
0: buggy or was it like what's the deal with it? It was just
2: terrible. Keith, did you ever play it back in the day? Uh, I
0: I didn't own a copy, but I played it. Yes, didn't come back to it.
2: Yes, it was awful, but basically, so what's happened is they've done a sequel, a re, a requel. shall we call it a recall? It's not a, not really a sequel, not really a remake. It's kind of in between. So it's coming out for PC, PS4, Switch, and Xbox One on June the fifth, and it's basically they've redone the game but improved it multiple times. It's got new shiny shell shaded graphics.
1: So I can download it for Steam. Yes. Shall we watch the trailers, yes, please? Gentlemen, do we want to watch the trailer? Uh, okay,
2: this is going to be worth it. I'm waiting for the advert to pop up now. No. Raided team. Creen,
1: crude hu- yeah, crude humour, drug reference, mod language. <laughs> two, I'm
2: sorry, I wasn't fast enough. <laughs> Yellow
4: Wang has sent demons to Earth disguised as celebrities. <laughs> who brainwash the people into moronic subservience. You must
3: find and kill these celebrities. You are our only home now Do not fail me No <laughs> My name is Shaq Fei Hong I'm a poor Chinese rickshaw driver From a town called Hong Lo I made a promise to my dead mentor Ye That I would kill you <laughs> Prepare to die Oh, well, you got some huts by you, redneck schmuck!
2: What are we thinking so far, gentlemen? I
1: mean, it actually looks pretty fun. Not gonna lie, I would play this. When is it out? I want this game.
2: As as we've said, it comes out on the fifth. It looks like they've pretty much just taken the game and reading it from start to finish.
0: What I want though is a an eight part Netflix original cartoon series based on that. That, that was, so
2: good. Good. Oh, that was yes. some good quality composition. I'm assuming Shaq does not really come from China, and his surname is. Yeah, it, he's most definitely is...
0: not not of uh, <laughs> Chinese descent that I'm yeah. aware of. But I think that looks
2: alright. I mean, the
1: only thing is that trailer looks like it was literally put together in iMovie,
0: like with the little like
2: yeah. They've oh, done okay. like the fake explosions and made it look awful on purpose in
0: the background. But I think you quite like it. Please. Yeah. It looks pretty good. I mean Shaq's good good quality uh you know he doesn't take himself seriously. Yeah. yeah, I mean he did play a version of Superman at one point in his career. So um, Yeah. Wait, yeah, no, wait because, there's a Shaq version of Superman. Well, there's a character called Steel. Oh, with, okay. Uh he has a big hammer. He's kind of got steel armor and he was kind of a replacement for Superman when Superman died. But yes. it's a whole the there was a sort of the film story. as well in the nineties, which is worth checking out, because it's, it's awful. good. That I want to say, but that, that looked all right. I, I quite fancy seeing that as a cartoon. I like the idea of him battling these yeah. fake celebrities over eight episodes on Netflix. It's a bit so. like Scott Pilgrim versus the World with celebrities instead yeah. of boyfriends. Yeah, that would be oh, a that'd good, be cool. <laughs> right, so we're down to three
2: news stories. Which one do we want after this? So, puffing beaks of fluorescent UK man's toe amputated, or the buckets of Detroit zupu.
0: Just to, just to get you to say the word Detroit Zoo Poo over again, <laughs> let's go for the Detroit Zoo Poo. So, this is from
2: Associated Press. Don't even have a byline on this.
0: There's no actual no. author. Nope. Nobody wrote this. Yes.
2: Some visitors to the Detroit Zoo will soon be ate add animal droppings to their souvenir list. Free buckets of £5, hashtag 2.3 kilos. Of animal manure, distributed to Detroit Zoo, will be handed out on April the 14th as part of the zoo's Green Fest celebration. The event precedes Earth Day and will showcase how the zoo recycles waste. Buckets will be available to the first 1,000 visitors to the zoo's anaerobic digester educational facility. The digest converts 500 tonnes of animal manure and other organic waste each year into methane-rich gas to help power the zoo's animal hospital. Nutrient-rich fertiliser is a byproduct. The zoo notes the compost is great for putting in your garden. Greenfest is, is part of the Detroit Zoological Society to improve green practices and facilities in the zoo in Royal Oak, north of Detroit.
1: I mean, if you're in north of Detroit, let us know on Twitter if you've got any of the Detroit zuppu and how it compares to other zuppus.
2: Well, Detroit is a much maligned city in the states, and I think it needs every little bit of greenery it can at the minute.
0: Mm. That's a good way of re- reusing that material, and also, yes. you know, it's, it's good. It, it, uh, manure is one of the best things for your garden or allotments. You grow your own, mm-hmm. so that'd be good. That's, 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 that's not that's not it's, weird. That's a positive story. I like post- that the positive news. Oh. Yeah. The only thing that was
2: weird slightly about it is it was published at 4.53 a.m. Somebody was really up early to publish that story.
1: Well, it was in America. Yes. So it was...
2: No, 4.53 a.m. CT time. That's weird. Yes. So we're down to the amputated toe or the puffin beak.
3: Toe. Uh, toe. Go on.
2: So I've actually heard about this before. This is a legendary cocktail in the States where basically um, they put a toe in it and it's been going on since like, the Wild West era, but somebody ate the toe recently.
0: Oh, God.
2: So they had to get a new toe. Hang on a minute.
3: There's a toe kicking around like we reusing it in cocktails.
2: Yep. So basically, uh, I'll go for the story. So a British man who's lost three toes to frostbite in a Yukon sled race has decided to donate the appendages to a downtown hotel for the use in its signature drink. And do you want to see a picture of the toe? No, no,
1: no, no. 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 I can already see it because you're showing it to me. But yes. ugh, surely a frostbitten so
0: toe isn't the best toe to put in your cocktail.
2: Well, Amy Smart from the Canadian Press will tell us more.
0: It can't be that hygiene, Nick. Either. Yes.
2: A UK man who lost three toes to frostbite in a Yukon race says he can't think of a better place for the digits to go than into people's drinks.
1: Um, in the bin. <laughs>
2: Nick Riffitt... <laughs> Nick Griffiths' pants donated his amputated appendages to the downtown hotel in Dawson City, Yukon, home of the famed Sour toe Cocktail. It will be quite a novelty one day to say your granddad's toe is in a bar in Canada, Griffiths said at uh, his hometown in <laughs> Bolton, England. Griffiths said he spent a year training for the Yukon Article Trail, a 483 kilometre race that follows the Yukon Quest Trail, one of the world's toughest sled toughest dog races. Conditions on the first day were, of the race were especially tough with temperatures dipping over 40 degrees C with a high level of humidity.
0: And you know why he lost his toes? He wasn't wearing his socks. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing it in a suit and shoes. No. <laughs> yes.
2: He was disappointed when he had to drop out the competition 30 hours in when a ranger identified frostbite on his ear, nose and fingers. But Griffiths didn't realise how bad his toes were until a doctor at the hospital in Whitehorse explained the toes and half his foot were not getting their natural colour back. Instead they were turning purple and the doctor said he could lose half his foot. After five days of treatment, Griffiths was with and still hopeful be able to keep all of his toes. But in the weeks that followed, they blistered and began turning black. It was like something from a zombie film, Griffiths said. A doctor amputated the toes on March the 28th. So this cocktail's literally got zombie toes in it now. Yep. Oh. Uh, Griffiths has never been to the downtown hotel, but when he heard about the sour toe cocktail from a white horse nurse, he showed him a video of her downing the beverage while he was in hospital. Oh. According to the hotel's website, adventurous drinkers interested in joining the sour toe Cocktail club should visit the sourdough Saloon and ask for Captain Riverrat, then their purchase of shot of their preferred liquor, pledge that preferred liquor, pledge the sour toe oath, and watch as a dehydrated human toe is dropped into the glass, then it's bottom up. The only rule: you can drink it fast, you can drink it slow, but your lips have got to touch the toe. <laughs> Bar manager Johnny Klein Kramer. Said the saloon is looking forward to the Griffiths toes since they only have two pointer toes at the minute. We'll always prefer big toes, he says. They're the meatiest.
0: It's that's just for show, really. Yes. If you if you don't actually like, take the toe, you would eat the toe. Yeah. It's like it's just it's just for show in the drink. It's not that bad because the alcohol is going to make it not not yeah. kind of any kind of problem. It's it's um visually unpleasant and possibly, but nothing. Would well, it not that.
1: change the taste of the alcohol, though? Would you not get, like, flavouring?
0: No, because it says they're dehydrated, so yeah. it's, kind of, uh, it's not well, going to have any kind of... Um, since, well.
2: well, since the digits are stored in salt to keep them dried out, they're best paired with a tequila. Apparently. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Clint McRame said that they get the most of their appendages from people who lose digits to frostbite, lawnmower accidents, or surgery. And most of them have been from living donators, as it's hard to find somebody to remove them from a dead body. Griffiths wrote the bar an email to see if they were interested in giving his new toes a new life. They wrote back and said he would really love to have them forever immortalized in the Hall of Fame if I did. So I asked for the surgeon, and when I went into the theatre, he said, Yeah, it's the sort of bizarre thing to ask for, but you can keep them. He put three little jars for me in medical grade alcohol, and they're currently in my bedside cabinet at home. I just need to find a way to get them to the hotel. I'm not sure if we can just pop them in the post.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're a strange bunch of Americans, aren't they? Yes. But they're Canadians. These Canadians. But it's all in the same continent. Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> they are. Toe cocktails not recommended.
0: No. Nah. Could you just not make your own at home
2: with a long <laughs> straw? <laughs>
0: oh, and uh, it would be really flexible.
2: Or it could be oh, like what's no, his. You could be like what's his face on uh, Last Man on Earth when yeah, he like just drinks the- yeah just do it in a paddling pool and yeah, just yeah. with a straw.
1: This is not geeky brummy approved.
2: Westworld, Season 2. We found the centre of the maze. We found it all was not as it seemed. And the trailer for Season 2 has been out for a while now. So I we thought we'd discuss it before it relaunches on HBO slash Sky Atlantic. Guy, thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> that was great. That's really useful there, <laughs> guys. Thank, insight. thank you for
1: that amazing <laughs> insight into Westworld. <laughs> I mean... I'm personally very excited. <laughs> I'm personally very excited to see what comes around from. Is it Samurai World? They're
2: calling it. Shogun World is it? Oh, Shogun World. It, they haven't really confirmed it either way which one it is, but we know it was in development because we saw shots yeah. of the Samurai slash Shogunate at the end of season one when they was in the repair shop. But um, it's pretty much building on the original film mm. storyline and progressing forward. Keith, you're not a huge fan of Westworld.
0: That is true. I kind of bailed halfway through um, season one. Um, I wasn't totally gripped by it. Um, I do like some shots in the trailer, though. the The stuff with the bison that's half robotic and the guys are trying to take it out with um, uh, machine guns and stuff looks really cool. Mm. But I'm still not convinced um, overall about the kind of the direction that the story is going to take. They've got so many directions they could go and really ramp up this idea of the kind of. Underclass, uh, you know the robots and the artificial intelligence and stuff. But I'm still not sold. It looks like it's gonna, they're going to pull a few kind of cheap tricks and resurrect characters that um, hadn't survived the previous seasons and stuff. So I'm 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 on the fence. I'm on the fence. I might go back and try and rewatch the rest of the series uh, before this one starts. But I'm, I'm you know it's pretty. But you know when when my time is being pulled between that and the new season of Legion, I'm kind of now I'm going to be watching Legion.
3: Ooh. Of <laughs>
2: well, this is their big hope to replace Game of Thrones. As we know, Game of Thrones is finishing very shortly. We've got like a one season broken down into two. So the first season was The Maze, and this one is The Door. So it seems to be that we are getting further and further. What's
3: mm, so the next season? The Window. <laughs> the lock. <loft. laughs> You'll have to ask Jonathan
0: Nolan and Lisa Joy about it. The Doorknob.
3: Se- season five, The Toilet in the Garden. <laughs>
0: is this going to have like Humpty and Jemima appear at yeah. some point? It like, sounds like Play Away. Mm-hmm. But it's it says
2: stuff like um, where it's it's taken a lot of inspiration from Bioshock, Infinite, Red Dead Redemption, Elder Scrolls. So it's more about hosts. Mm. So it seems to be more like it's going to be more they'll get put into the mind of one of the hosts rather than being in the world itself. Seems to be the kind of feel that they're having with this one. So you'll you'll be controlling one of the hosts rather than interacting with them.
1: That sounds interesting. But are, are they going to
0: try and pull the same trick as they did with season one and kind of go, look, it's not all happening at the same time, so you have to kind of stitch it all together? Or are they going to, because they've done that already, so surely in this one they're going to have to play it a little bit more, kind of everything's happening, cons- con- you know, consecutively. Or are they going to kind of start pulling the old rug uh, well, out from under us with the kind of lost thing and like, oh, look, it's a flashback? From,
2: from the trailer, we've seen both versions of The Man in Black. Yeah, Jimmy so Simpson is back and Ben yeah. Barnes is low, good. So they will be flicking back and forth again between the two time periods. Do you think
3: Um, that it's just going to be one episode, though, with them in? I think it's going to be like a whole flashback episode this time. I'm
2: hoping it's just going to be a full flashback episode because it just got too confusing. And your your Mm. biggest problem, Keith, I think, was leaving the show halfway through is it took to the last episode before everything, all those plot lines and threads got tied into the privilege of the
0: finale. Yeah. I mean, I kind of I kind of f- I'd figured it out a little bit that it was leaping between two time periods. Yeah, Just because exactly. they kind of started to labour a little bit. They're kind of like, oh, look, they're saying something similar well, or you, they're acting you, you in a similar have fashion. You the glimpse
2: of Dolores and they said Dolores is one of the oldest units. Yeah. In and the, she's, a,
3: she's a lovely lady. Evan Rayford, <laughs> yes. A lovely woman. <laughs> but they, they've
2: they already said, Jonathan Hayden has already said this has been written to last five seasons. So we're we're midway through. It's going to be a bit like J. Michael's see with Babylon 5. There is a planned arc across these five seasons for completion. Uh, I'm hoping they're not going to do the at least five season things. Like yeah. they done with Supernatural and then put an extra 30 episodes on the back of
3: it.
1: I mean, I think from the fact... I mean, HBO sort of know what they're doing with these um, long sort of narratives. So I think when he says, oh, it's going to be five seasons, I think we can expect to see five seasons and that's it. Like with, um was oh, not that how they went about with Breaking Bad? That it was like, okay, this is how long this is going to be. This is the end of the story. And it's done. Yeah. Yeah. So I I have hope in that. I have hope that this isn't going to, like, out say it's welcome. That it's going to be...
3: Like you on it- the show. <laughs> Carry on.
1: <laughs> You're fired. fired. <laughs> I'm the producer of this show now. I could fire you. But anyway. Um yeah, no, I think it's gonna be good. Um just, as long as it doesn't run for more than that five seasons, I think. Yeah. Um and as you say, I just hope it doesn't get as weird and confusing sometimes as it did last season.
2: We've no the there's been a notable absence of Anthony Hopkins in the trailers. Dead not it. Is he?
3: I reckon in it I, I, I don't
2: think I don't think he's Big spoilers for the first season he was building a body in a hut somewhere in secret, yeah he's going to reappear he was it's he was building
3: um, he was building a replica of the Hemsworth brother the fat <laughs> Hemsworth brother
2: <laughs> I think he was building a replica of himself to do the whole speech at the end with all the shareholders, yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty much that was pretty much a given, I think from that bit of the series, but it's it's interesting to see Jeffrey White's character still seems to have a
0: lot of time screen time, considering. He knows he's a host now, and it's a bit weird. I think if you're going to give characters a lot to do, give give them to the actors who can actually deliver... I and mean, yeah. Jeffrey Wright's a great actor, so mm. I'm, you know, I'm quite happy to, to see well. more. Yeah, Sandy as well, well we we glimpse
2: Sandy in Shogun World as well in the trailer, so it looks yeah. like it will be they are going to cross between the two worlds rather than just keeping them completely separate. So this is going to be really interesting.
1: I and mean, she's
3: going to manipulate everything, I think. Yeah,
1: mean yeah. oh. With the uh, with the absence of An- uh, Anthony Hopkins' character, because I think he's going to play a lot of a smaller role, and we maybe won't see him at all this season, possibly next season. Um, nah, Tony
3: will crop up, don't worry about that No,
1: he will definitely crop up I don't know if they'll bring him back quite yet though Or if it'll be like a later season uh, thing Or a third uh,
3: season
2: He's going to be a mid-season reveal isn't it It'll be him steps out from the shadows in the background Because from the way they left it At the end of the last series You had the host taking over the park basically was mm. where we had it We had everybody in the control room pretty much deceased And now you've got the whole host running around On their own so it's going to be really interesting to see how this season develops. I mean, as I said, they've, they've, they're they going similar to the film, but they've apparently they've dropped Roman World already. They're going to drop quite a few of the other future world and stuff like that. That's all been dropped from the planned arc as it is at present. So it's going to be interesting to see how they develop this, because it's going to be weird for people who appreciate the films and even the TV series
3: in the past. What's interesting is on the casting is that they're bringing back... Um... Was it Abernathy, Dolores' father, and he's actually in the main cast now? Is it? So, yeah. He's well, going he didn't get c- much
2: screen time in the first one. And get, getting his head blown off. <laughs> yeah, <everything>. so <laughs> I, I think
3: that that's going to be that. That's interesting because they're bringing yeah. back old hosts. So if they're going to be some kind of like, I don't know, what's uh, Maeve going to do in the whole mm-hmm. Delos yeah. compound?
1: I mean, personally, I'm most excited to see sort of um, James Marsden. What? Which one's James Marsden? Teddy. oh, oh Teddy! Yeah. Um, I'm most excited to see what they do with um, Jeffrey Wright now that he's now that his character is sort of it's he seems sort of more free to sort of explore the idea of that he um, is sort of this robot in like his own space, sort of like free from
0: influence. You know what I mean? I've just thought though they they, they have got to get out of jail free card for Anthony Hopkins. In the fact that they can have the character of Ford return, but not Anthony, yeah, it's because he could have uploaded his conscious into another yeah. construct. Mm. So, um, so the character of Ford could reappear, just not Anthony Hopkins' version of it.
2: Yeah, I mean, so we've got the we've got the first four episode titles, but they're not really giving much away. So the first one is Journey into Night, which I think is going to pretty much pick up from the finale of season one. Then it's called Reunion. Mm. Then it's Virtue E Fortuna bit of Latin there for people. And the third, fourth one is The Riddle of the Sphinx, which we know has been directed by Lisa Joy herself and written by Jonathan Nolan. Okay. So that's going to be... That seems to be one of the more pivotal episodes here. Yeah. yeah. I
3: think like there was a trailer as well online for like the Delos compound recently, and as there's loads of fl- flash frames, I think that, um, that assistant girl who went missing halfway through the series is coming back, and she looks like something's happened to her badly. Well,
2: she was supposed to be... In- Shot by Jeffrey Wright's character, oh, yeah, yeah. I think, mm. like,
3: you see a flash of her and she just looks demented or something. Mm. So, um, is that a PC term? Demented. Probably Maybe. not. Fine. No. Um, I for me, I'm personally looking forward to seeing
1: more Chubb's Hemsworth. <laughs> I mean, I'm re- I really like the idea, it probably won't happen, and I'm jinxing it, but I like the idea of a giant robotic sphinx just attacking everybody.
0: This is not Wild Wild West. We're talking Westworld. <laughs> he won't know what
3: that is. He probably doesn't know that Will Smith was. I think. A I think rapper. as
0: well for me, if they just pull back from the kind of like, oh, we're we're trying to be super clever, and like you know, trying to be all vague and 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 kind all of right. um, a we, bit we, pretentious, coming off the back
2: of a pop so, a pop sci-fi book written by Michael Crichton, it's not like got the breadth of material that George R R Martin has. Yeah, and I know that we probably had writes the, books quicker though. I know we've had film. Well, well, I know we've had the films and the TV series, but this is just going in a completely different direction. I do Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's only
0: vaguely associated with the book, yeah. but I think I've got. I'm prepared to give this a more of a chance than I am West um, Game of Thrones. Hmm. I've kind of, I've, I've bailed completely on Game of Thrones. I'm far too behind on that to give it another try. I'm close enough with Westworld to go, okay, I've got four or five episodes left of the first season to watch if I need to. But this is designed to be binge watching TV. I
2: think it's designed to be watching episode after episode rather than having it as a weekly thing.
3: Music, I think it's going to be one thing to look forward to again. Like mm-hmm. Westworld was really strong with really the instrumental piano music. A lot of yeah. what, like Radiohead and things like that. And already in the trailer, they've already yeah. had Heartshaped Box that and Runaway by Kanye West. So that, it's going to be interesting. That was one to see of its goes. best
0: visual quirks that that uh, self-playing yeah. piano. That yeah. was yeah. that was a cool little thing to tie stuff together, particularly forward and back, type, yeah. like tying between things. I thought that was a real nice kind of little um, kind of through through motif. Yeah, series, and really the cool. music has been one of
2: the stellar things about the original series. I think. I mean, that. Yeah, it's the like guy that little, did the Iron Man soundtrack. Is it Red? Remember Jabot? Yeah. I can never pronounce his name. I mean, he's yeah. got
3: he's got the whole of a moon shaped pool to work with this time because <laughs> that wasn't I that wasn't out or just come out when Westworld was around. Oh, so, so
0: when Burn the Witch plays, that'll uh, be a significant moment. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure we'll probably get karma police again at some point.
3: That would be good. No, I mm. think they need to sort of branch out. From, Radiohead was good. I think they need to branch into other things. But they seem like they have like saved in the Kanye Runaway version, things like that. So it's like, I think, I'm interested to see what covers it. Maybe in. they
0: could go global. If they're going to hit the kind of shogun world type thing, Shakira, start bringing whenever, in whenever, some kind of whatever. Japanese uh, kind mm-hmm. of sounds mm. would be quite cool. Some Hajuku
2: music.
3: Yeah, <laughs> so turning so well. Japanese. Not the papers. <laughs> that
2: that that song is not about Japanese people, guys. I think you might have misconstrued the lyrics. On that I
0: think if you, if you read the lyrics to yourself quietly while sat in your back garden, uh, it'll all come together. Overseeing the barbecue, you might get a little bit more. But I think I think based on the trailer and kind of you know, I'm. I, it's, I might, it's worth I might I might, I might jump back in on this one. As I
2: said, I think the first season was designed purely for binging. It's one of those that you need to watch them all in sequence to try and Mm, keep track of the threats because having a week's break on a show this complex where they've tried to weave so much storylines together i think doesn't help it sometimes
1: i mean i i was quite late to the party so i binge watched the whole thing in a week so uh, sort of from my perspective it was quite simple tying it all together but then that that sort of aided by that binge watching whereas obviously you guys watched it one a week so
3: it was a bit I just read the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow.
0: <Yeah. laughs> Epiphany for Guy there. In the corner.
2: But yeah, for me, Kiki Ruby recommends.
4: What's up? How y'all doing? Hey! hey, hey. Uh, yay, 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 Excellent. Greetings. Hello. 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 Welcome to Birmingham. Thank you, thank you. I, I had a, a good time yesterday in Birmingham. Where'd you go? I went downtown and I um walked around. I went to the uh casket museum. <laughs> it's very popular. <laughs> yep. Yep.
5: You want to try the art museum? They didn't look that preference. comfy though.
4: <laughs> I was hoping to see one that was like actually would was like calling my name, you know? <laughs> like something I could like lay down and stretch out in, but they're all like they're like you know what they were like? They were like um First class seating in a major airline. They're I've now they're known. all narrow. You have no room. You got plenty of leg room, but there's no shoulder and and ass room. You know, <laughs> you got to have more, be able to spread out and comfy and soft, cushiony. That's so, what I like. Oh, indeed he did.
5: (laughs) I mean, Michael, talking about Yondu, um, of all the great characters that Marvel have given us, and particularly in the Guardians uh, universe, Yondu seems to be just an instant fan favorite. Can you talk about what you love most about the character, and particularly the second film, the way in which James grew and developed it?
4: Well, the second film was an absolute continuation of the first one. So uh, if you watch them back-to-back, it's almost as if, well, you could watch them back-to-back without any kind of issues like oh the first one was this the second one was this no 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 they they really really flow and work very well as one one continuous film and um i remember us talking about things in the first one and you know backstory and and uh motivational things you know why yonder would would want to do a certain thing or not a certain thing and and then in the second one, a lot of the, a lot of things, a lot of the backstory that we were talking about and developing in the first one was ended up being actual manifest in the second one. So, which was very cool to see. You don't usually uh, get the opportunity to uh, to do that as an actor. You know, get to talk about your development and talk about um, maybe what's going on, backstory and all that kind of stuff, and then. Uh, do another movie and actually get to sh- get to do it, you know. So that was very cool. Do
0: you find a new generation of uh, younger people are coming to your work now because they won't be familiar with things like Henry Portrait the Serial Killer, will they? But they more be familiar with Yondu, in the Galaxy. Are you seeing your fan base change? I suppose is the question.
4: My fan base has changed quite a lot, uh, especially with the uh, uh, my my casting in The Walking Dead yeah you know, cool uh you're on you're on the tube you call it over here right the the TV yeah, yeah. and you're you're there every week and you become a, a sort of a household name and and that sort of stuff and so that's what happened with uh the Walking Dead for me, Merle Dixon was quite a fun role for me uh very uh, politically incorrect kind of guy. You know, and so he would—he'd almost say and do anything practically. But, and and so um, you know, people—you you either, I think, you you really were into. You were very into Merle Dixon. You did I'm, I'm not sure if you would be, a uh, 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 for Merle or against Merle. You didn't. You didn't think uh, whatever you thought about him. You were like whenever Merle Dixon came on screen, you were. Glued to the screen, which is very cool, uh, to get a lot of uh, younger um, uh, a fan, a bit a bigger fan base because of that show, um, and uh, and it's just continued with that. Uh, after leaving that show, I, I went on to do uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is very highly uh, popular film, and then uh, and then Volume Two, of course, which you know. Uh, uh, very similar events happened from uh, uh, The Walking Dead, you know. Uh, Merle Dixon dies in a very uh, kind of a, uh, 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 heroic kind of stance, you know. And the same thing happened in um, Volume 2, you know. And uh, so, and, uh, and very similar uh, uh, responses from fans, you know. They cried, they mm. were upset. The, a lot of emotions went through both of those, uh, both of those characters' uh, deaths, and uh, and um, I think because of that, you know, uh, I got a whole another uh, uh, group of fans. Yeah, know, yeah. You know, so that, it's very quite interesting how how things, uh, uh, how, uh, you know, your career changes and grows and and develops. And uh, you no, know, I've been very pleased and very happy for those changes. So, you know,
2: flipping cool. back to Merle and The Walking Dead for a second. Yeah. Did you have any inkling of how big the show was going to get? I mean, it's been a very big comic scene, big comic mm-hmm. on the scene, mm-hmm. and it had Frank Darabont in to direct the first series. And did you did right. you have this feeling that Walking Dead was going to be a big hit? Yes. Yes, yes, yes.
4: The Walking Dead was um, not before I was cast. Or even when I had been cast. I was like, "Oh, I don't know if people are really I don't know if Middle America is gonna dig this. and But boy, oh boy, they did. They really enjoyed it. And they enjoyed it immensely. So um, I was very um, uh, surprised by it and pleased. Yeah. I think one of the Guardians,
5: <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. sorry, sorry. Obviously, the um, goodbye scene between Peter and Yondu, I think really hit people because it was one of the most emotional and one of the only proper deaths we've seen in the Marvel Universe. Can you talk about working with Chris on that film and uh, both that scene and uh, some of the more comedic moments? I think the Mary Poppins line is, again, another fan favorite.
4: Yeah. You know, the Mary Poppins line was a fan favorite. And and honestly, Chris sets that up extremely well. I mean, without Chris's comments, the Mary Poppins line would just be a, a standalone kind of line. But with his comment, along with my response, is what made that line absolutely go crazy uh, with fans. They loved it. It was a beautiful moment. And the the entire uh, crew loved it. Because they broke up in laughter, you know, almost every time we did the take. And so, um, and, you know, uh, the second part of your question...
5: Uh, well, I guess on the flip side, that's such a beautiful moment. And yeah. then so soon afterwards, we have this incredibly painful moment losing Yondu. Can you talk about the, Well, that's, from one
4: to the other? Well, that's James Gunn. Uh, for me, acting-wise, it was... You know, it's, it's all like... Uh, uh, you just sort of play it... As the character, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, I, right? You, you're just going through your life, right? You're doing the things you need to do. Right. And, and so, uh, I'm not thinking about that end scene when I'm doing the Mary Poppins, uh, that, that sequence. i tr- I try to keep it as simple as, as I can. I don't try to think about other things while I'm in the moment of that scene. The hard part, uh, with film work is that they, they film out of sequence. So I, I wasn't sure, even in the beginning of my career, you mentioned Henry Portrait mm-hmm. of Serial Killer. That movie, I, I ended up doing that movie simply because I wanted to see if I, if I could a- even do this, this film work. It, it just seems so strange to have to jump, do the ending before you're doing the beginning and all that kind of stuff. And you're flipping and flopping all over the place, right? And um, I wasn't even sure if I was going to be good at it or if it was going to be even rewarding for me as an artist, right?
0: That must have been a big
5: breakout film. Right? That, that even now, people of my era remember that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Visceral
4: it was as well. People do still remember that movie quite well, you know. And uh, new people are seeing that movie now, which is very interesting to me. And uh, but to finish with your question, it, I, I I sort of take it a moment at a time, and um, yeah, So, I, I it was it was a beautiful sequence. It was written quite well it was set up geniusly and and it made uh, the uh, James Gunn makes it easy for the actors to be open and, and honest and real in, in the moment with his with his projects so Just I'm very a new lucky a make in the new very Good <laughs> 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 question. <laughs> no, that doesn't mean anything like that. I did I say something that insinuated? No, 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 I'm not I'm not in that movie. <laughs> <either>.
5: <laughs> Unfortunately, you should have been. You should have been. Um, <laughs> one thing that was beautiful to see in Guardians as well was you getting a chance to work with Sylvester again. It's great to see you both
4: on screen. How, <laughs> we how, how that we had a great little scene together, yeah. You know, if you remember in, in uh, Cliffhanger, I was the one yelling at him. And this one, he was the one yelling at me. So it was just the we just flipped a little bit. It was really great to see him. So
2: going back to your, your film career, you yeah. were more rats. Did this kind yeah. of give you an inkling <laughs> of your comic book, the, the size of the comic book industry and working on it? Oh,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew this, the comic book industry is massive, too. The gaming industry is massive, yep. and we are only now just beginning to be able to uh, utilize our our our, uh, our technology to bring these things to life. And it's only going to get bigger and better and um, sweeter, you know, because we're going to be able to do. I mean, look at what you're seeing on the screen now. It's that all that technology is only going to make uh, grow and make it simpler and easier and cheaper. Uh, for filmmakers to, to bring almost anything to life and, and, and have it look very natural and very realistic. Right? No, are you
2: still afraid of chocolate-covered pretzels? <laughs> chocolate?
4: Oh, no, I've never been afraid of chocolate-covered pretzels. As a matter of fact, on the contrary, I absolutely adore chocolate-covered pretzels, and I love them. Especially the... the uh, this is not an ad, but I love the Godiva chocolate-covered pretzels in the can. Dude, those are just killer. I could sit down and eat a whole can of those things in 10 minutes. No, love him love him
5: <laughs> From the can, not from the hand.
4: <laughs> <laughs> totally from the can, not from the hand, yeah.
5: I'm curious. can you talk a bit about the physical transformation you had to go through for Guardians, taking you from the handsome man in front of us to... Oh, I like that. A blue, oh, what uh, creation we see in the film.
4: <laughs> He's too smart. He's got <laughs> way too smart. Okay, g- give me, what do you need?
5: Well, just talking about transforming physically for Yondu, because particularly yeah. in the second film with the prototype fin, that was right. that was quite a burden, you know, physically for that.
4: It it wasn't the prototype fin. I thought was uh, just as easy to put on uh, as the first in the first uh, film. Uh, as a matter of fact, I I so it was so easy. I I, I forgot it was on many times, you know, uh, and 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 forgot to duck. <laughs> <laughs> I literally almost knocked myself out several times Did
2: you leave a trail of blue paint all over the set? Huh? Did you leave a trail of blue paint
4: all over the set? No, the paint did not um, it didn't come off you know, I could sweat through it it was breathable It was, they took several months to develop the paint I had five, six layers of different shades, different colors of paint on me, and they would do uh, airbrushing it on and um, so it was really quite thin, and um, and and as I said, it was breathable, and it did not uh, even um, I, the first time I had it on, I went out and did a jog. I went out running around up and down stairs just to work up a sweat to see what would happen with the paint. You know, <laughs> shell off strange looks. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. So it was, but job, it was still tough. T- but it was still top secret, so I had to run around the back lot and stuff, and I got a good sweat going. and And technically, it was beautiful. You know, I could sweat; I was sweating. Uh, the paint was not, um, you know, dripping or anything. It, it didn't come off, and it was perfect, all total, Three and a half, four hours. Oh, very good, very good. Well, the makeup uh, for Yondu, uh, well, as you know, we did two movies. The first, the first uh, uh, installment, Guardians of the Galaxy. Took about four hours, all total, with all the prosthetics, all the painting, and the wardrobe, everything. About four hours. I was ready to go in four hours. Um, we cut it, cut it by about forty-five minutes in the second one, and um, and uh, we. I think we cut out one of the layers of paint and replaced it with a base layer of uh, of material that helped. The uh, the uh, uh, the removal happened quicker, so the base layer uh, protected my skin. Made this layer of of uh, paint on my skin, and it it was I don't know what it was made of, but it helped everything else come off easier. So we cut it uh, cut the time by forty five minutes to an hour. So it was, uh, and the less time you're in the in the makeup chair, um, sometimes. It gives you more time to prepare, get ready for the the scene, get your wardrobe on, chill on a little bit before you go in and start working for the day, yeah. How long was it to come off? It took about an hour and a half to get off. Uh, Unlike a movie I did called Slither, (laughs) which is another James Gunn movie. That was a seven and a half hour. (laughs) Yeah, and it took about two and a half hours to come off. Yeah. Uh, One last question, a really good one now. How about the kids? You got a question? <laughs> Can I really whistle? <laughs> I do whistle? Thank you guys. Appreciate it.
0: Top trumps, woo-woo. We're about to play a round of top trumps, woo-woo. Disney Sum Sum. So, if you don't know what Dim, Dim, Dimsney Sum Sum? Dimsney Sum Sum. Now, Dim-s-sums. I'm it. Wagamama. <laughs> dim- <laughs>
2: Disney Sumsums. So basically what happened was Sumsums was a game in Japan where you had little plastic things which you were supposed to stack up and then Disney just bought the rights and licensed the hell out of it to make little soft toys which you can find in many shops.
0: They had their own
2: cartoon. I know. Crazy man. It's weird. But so we're playing with Disney Sumpsum Top Trumps. I think this is issue one and I think this might be a second issue out now. But to start us
3: off Guy. <laughs> I haven't really thought about this. Um I right, got a uh Winnie the Dump. Um <laughs> Top Trump's right in ninety-five, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh. try and get out of that honeypot fools.
0: Keith. I have from the feature film Frozen uh just had having- Who is always optimistic. Anna can't help but see the good in others. She simply adores her sister Elsa. Mm. And she has a top Trump's rating of... 1. 0. 0. Oh, get stuff. 100.
3: Get stuff. They've only given that to her. Because, like, she's a new character. And every little kid under the sun thinks, like, Frozen is the best thing in the world. It's not. It's trash.
2: (laughs) Sour grapes there, guys. Moving swiftly on. Canon.
1: Um, I'm going to bur- I'm gonna burn one here because I've got no luck on this one. Um, I've got Pascal uh, who's Rapunzel's pet chameleon. What? And <laughs> um, uh, Top Trump's rating of 64.
2: I'm sure that wasn't in the original fairy tale. <laughs> uh, I'm also burning a card. I have another frozen character. Loyable, lovable reindeer. Sven is Kristoff's <sighs> best friend with a love of carrots. Olaf had better watch out. Top front rating of
0: 66.
3: Well, do you know what? If his best friends are reindeer, these are all sad sack then, eh? Keith,
0: you get to choose the next category. I choose uh, from the classic Disney line. Minnie always sees the good in others, very much like our friend Anna. They These Disney characters, they like to see the good in people. Uh, she loves to wear polka dots and has a large collection of bows. She is a true fashionista. And I'm going to select her friendship rating. Of fifty nine, that's an impressive friendship rating, Callum.
1: Um, uh, I'm going to have to burn one. I've got terrible cards today. I've got Pat, who's the. I think he's from 101 Dalmatians. I is think. he a
0: Dalmatian? Is, he, is, is a Dalmatian? He a Dalmatian? <laughs> well,
1: it's hard to tell. He looks more like a pig, but I'm assuming he's a dog. Yeah, he's a Dalmatian. He's a Dalmatian. Okay, and he's got friendship rating of
3: 36 because he's sociable. Got Uh I got one half of the Rescue Rangers chip. <laughs> Um, <laughs> nice. I like
0: the rescue <laughs> rangers. They're cool.
3: Eee. clever chip has a mutton black nose on his sweet chipmunk face. uh, like Dale can be a little bit cheeky and loves to play tricks. Uh, friendship fifty two. But if he's got like a mate, then I'm sure he's a hundred, right? Right.
2: I I I have issues with this card. I have Tink. Okay. Give her her proper name, Tinker Bell. Tinker Bell. Would it fit? Would it Tink. fit? <laughs> it would fit. They're just But Tink, mischievous and sassy, Tink scatters pixie dust wherever she goes. I don't remember that from the film either. L- L-
3: Littering? Mm-hmm.
2: Friendship rating of 31, when she was Peter Pan's only friend for a long time. I think that's not... Yeah, what she, was, no, right. she was a
0: bit mean though, because she was trying to off Wendy, wasn't she? Really? Yeah, she's, so, a bit,
4: she's a bit harsh. She's, she's, yeah. not, she's not the she's most... A, she's a nicest mean girl. I don't yeah. know why,
1: but when when now she's called Tink, I just think of like... Oh, that lo- that long-going joke of like we have of just putting them in like, hats and making them like irritating wrapping skaters. What is what? that? What? <laughs> What's no, he that, on the he about? Over the top
0: of my head. That right. Is...
1: When we talk about Peter Rabbit and the saying about like not dressing Winnie the Pooh up as a. Moving on. Anyway,
3: well, I, he's lost his mind. Lo- <laughs>
2: I, think he's, I, think, his I mind. think he's gone back to the nineties where everybody was cool by wearing hoodies. If you're a pet, I think on his headphones
0: are too tight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Moving swiftly on. I'm going to let Callan choose the next category cool. as you won two in a row. I, I can't, I can't lose. It. I can either, I only draw. Yes. Right,
1: I'm going going back to Frozen Ugh. and Olaf, which looks nothing like Olaf.
0: It looks like the head of a Olaf. Snowman. That sounds like that sounds like yogurt, not <laughs> a snowman. Olaf. Well, well, Strawberry well, much- Olaf available now in the in the, in the, in the Frozen Waitrose. <laughs> I wake up every morning with my bowl of Olaf. <laughs> <laughs> I like Uh, to sprinkle strawberries and nuts over my my Olaf.
1: My Swedish yoghurt has a Top Trump's rating of 90.
2: Just killing me here. (laughs) Right. I'm going to go for Bambi's best friend. Thumper. Thumper. Yep. (coughs) Bambi's guide to the forest. This little rabbit makes a big noise wherever he goes. Thump, thump, thump. Big letters at the end. (laughs) Top Trump's rating only of 79.
0: Shocking behaviour. Guy...
3: Oh, I'm going to shout this name, because it seems like it's a name that used to be shouted. I've got Flounder!
0: From The Little Mermaid.
3: Um, nice. Top Trump's reign of 54. Uh, he's a bright, tropical fish. Uh, he, <laughs> although he scares uh, easily. Uh, look, he's no guppy.
2: You're, you are no David Attenborough, are you guys? I want you to narrate the next series of The Blue Planet. <laughs> yeah, it's a blinking
0: fish. It's tropical uh, it's like it's nice-ish, I suppose. Um, I've got a rather questionable illustration to to go with this character, who is a cute little elephant with big ears. G- and it gets him a lot of attention. His big ears gets him a lot of attention. Callum, this picture it's not the only thing, um, especially when he uses them to fly. So it's just it's that strange. is not Dumbo. Slightly that is Dumbo, slightly What's questionable. That? that that is that is Chinese knockoff Dumbo. That's <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, this basically is Chinese knockoff Dumbo. But he has a top trumps rating of 93.
3: Oh, uh,
2: Three in a row. Impossible to beat you now. So I'm a row. going to select the final category myself because I'm going to be greedy. I am going to go with Winnie the Pooh's best
0: friend. And also an import. Tigger? It is Tigger.
3: He's not his best friend. Piglet's his best friend.
0: I don't know. Well, yeah, that is true, actually.
3: Don't like know. Tigger's more yeah. of an annoyance. Like a... Tigger's Tigger's just
0: kind of like you know the kind of you know the bouncy next door neighbour who's always being told Tigger's
1: off. like the guy of this show. He's just irritating and like not really wanted. I'm sorry. I, f- Tigger, I find that um, offensive.
0: I'm sorry. Tigger had a movie
2: before Piglet. We all know where Tigger stands in the rankings here.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you can sell a Tigger toy more than you can sell a Piglet toy. Yeah.
2: He's bouncy, 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 fun, 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 fun. One He's of the bouncy, most wonderful bouncy, of yeah. like Tigger's, is I'm the only one. He is bouncy bouncy and a lot of fun. Tigger has a real spring in his step. And his tail. Uh, Mischief rate and forty seven. Woo. Who's
1: going next?
0: Keith. Uh I can't <laughs> beat that. I have uh Princess Aurora. Who? Uh from, from Sleeping Beauty, I believe. Princess Aurora. Wait, can you show us you, you wouldn't know who no, uh, Hang on. Her name's
3: not Sleeping Beauty. No, it's Princess Aurora. It's been mugged off. Uh, <laughs> she,
0: she enchants all she meets with her cheerful and good natured personality. Aww. I've had a lovely set of characters. Uh she's only got a mischief rating of twenty seven, which is fine because she's not she's, you know, she's a cool she's character. Well, she's a well behaved lady. She's a, she's a very well behaved lady. Going. Oh, Cinderella,
3: she's twenty three. You're rubbish. Callum.
1: <laughs> and I have Bambi. Wide-eyed Bambi has trouble finding his feet at first, but soon feels at home in the forest.
3: Wow, he also, that, sounds,
1: have... that really sounds like a description <laughs> for your Tinder profile. <laughs> he also has trouble finding his mum now. Oh. <laughs> 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 Mischief Racing 29. So, three for
2: one. <laughs> Mr. Keith Bloomfield. Oh, well, for that, was
0: a, that was a good round, that is. Yeah, I, I, I much preferred right. those to Shopkins. Shall we now admit? go
2: through the cards and see... <gasps>
0: Show us the picture and see if we can guess who they are. Yes, with me covering the name up. Yeah,
3: Marie from the Aristocats.
0: Uh, a duck. The, she looks the, just the, like, the female duck.
3: That is Marie from the Cats. She is Daisy, Daisy duck. duck. I forgot oh, her name. Mark.
0: But... I'm going to be good at this. Well, I can't see Ron. That's You're Dale. You're not holding them properly. <laughs> I have to hold it to cover up the name. <laughs> that, that's Dale. Dale, the other member of the Rescue Rangers. It is. He dressed up like Thomas Magnum, didn't he? Eeyore, of course.
1: <laughs> you're, you're showing them to me like I can't see the names before you cover them. Well, stop cheating then and look away. I can't. I have to look
0: here. Uh, that uh,
1: one's actually really obvious. The Fairy Godmother.
2: Nope. No? Woman. Elsa it's from Elsa Frozen, yeah. She only like... has a top train
0: of 75, so she had had her own after Because of the,
3: it's, she's a bit of a... Uh, Horrible. Okay, Rapunzel. Oh yeah, Little Mermaid. She got. Oh the... yeah, yeah, Little Mermaid. Ariel. Okay. Give her a proper oh. name. <laughs> it's
0: alright. Obvious. Uh, know, Bugs Bunny. Mickey Mouse. All oh, right, yeah.
1: What else is going to be? It Steven Universe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know
3: what that
0: Wait, is. Wait, show me.
3: <laughs> it looks like the. Um,
1: it's it... the crab from the, um, the Little Mermaid. Sebastian. It is Sebastian. It but looks, It looks like a <laughs> it looks like
2: a red emoji which has had claws stacled like on it. Looks like, it, looks like <laughs> it
1: looks like the Kool-Aid man from Family Guy. Give uh, uh, you mean Mouse? the
2: Kool-Aid man from Kool-Aid the Premier? Oh, I don't know who that is. Snow <laughs> White like. oh, oh, yeah. with a red um, bow.
0: That one's pretty easy. Yeah. that's Stitch. Stitch. Experiment 656. Six. That one's that, easy. Ooh, good. do Donald?
2: <laughs> yes, it is Donald. Yeah.
0: Trump. Donald. This one Donald.
2: might be a bit harder. Oh. oh.
0: Alice Do we know?
1: Wonderland. Nope. Rapunzel.
2: She's got flowers in her hair. She's touching rainbows. Yes, it is.
0: Well, well that purple. was a good that guess, was a guess from Callum. Goofy. Cheat.
2: I'm sorry. I didn't just
0: read it. Last two. Last two.
3: That's Marie from the Aristocats. That's (laughs) definitely Marie Marie from the Aristocats. That is is Marie
2: from the Aristocats, not a duck. (laughs) She is a cat, yes. Guy has learned the difference between a cat and a duck. (laughs) We have learned things today. And our final card, which is probably the hardest one out of the lot, actually.
3: Oh.
0: That's the horse from Frozen.
2: Close, but no cigar, Mr. Bloomfield. Oh, right, okay.
0: It is the horse from
2: Rapunzel. It is Maximus.
3: No one knows who that (laughs) is.
2: He has a top trend rate of 63, which is bigger than some of the traditional characters here. I am disappointed. In you know parts. what they say about horses. Thank you for listening to the Geeky Brummy podcast this week. Don't forget, you can find us all online on Twitters, Instagrams, and Facebooks. You can find Keith Bloomfield at Hardlook underscore hotel on Twitter and all the others. You can find Philip Ellis at Philip underscore Ellis. Look for the ginger guy with the blue tick. You can find Nate Crowley at Frog Croakley. You can find Guy Halford at Guy underscore Halford on Twitter and Vinyl Guy H on Instagram where he takes lots of pictures of records. And you can find Callan at Danes Radio. Don't forget you can find me, myself, Mr. Ryan Parrish, at Ryan Parrish. Yes, I'm too good for the underscore. And you can find us all at Geeky Brummy on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all your podcasting services. Don't forget you can find the show live every week on Brum Radio at midday. And you can find us again on Mixcloud on the Listen Again feature. Uh, if you like today's show, please give us a review. Just drop on down which podcasting services you're using. And thanks very much for joining us. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. If you'd like to join our listener supporters, please join us at patreon.com forward slash Brum